Welcome in. It is episode number 84, right? Yep. Yeah, because last week you were a dick and reminded me about Lee Evans, so go fuck yourself. Well, it's 80 number, number 84. Who's this? Who's episode number 84? Isaiah Williams. I was going to go with Randy Moss, so yours <laughs> is a little bit more uh, close to home. Um, mine's better, frankly. Yeah, it is, I would say so. Uh, yeah, jabbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event, vent, vent. A.J. Francis of the Washington <laughs> Redskins. God, I hate you so much. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. And once again, apologies, we are all in different places. Like, we're all happy for A.J. and signing with the football team. Like, let's not... I, I don't want to take away from that. I'm very happy for you, but also... He made our lives really complicated. I hate you, right? I really hate you. I did not. Well, you Aaron, did. No, Aaron, you've been in Baltimore late at night to record before. I have, and it's a pain in the ass to get there late at night and come back late at night. <laughs> you could be in Rockville right now, you know. I could not. Yeah, he's the one that's got to wake up in the morning. The rest of us, you know, we we kind of, we I guess we have to, but we don't really have to. All right, we got a lot to get to. Uh, I got to address what happened at the end of last week's show. Um <laughs> <laughs> I got some things to say about that, but I'll save it. Uh, also, coming up later on, we had hoped to uh, have a guest on uh, tonight's show. We don't know if we're going to have that guest or not. As uh, we came in and we sat around with our thumbs up our asses, which is good because when you come in late at night to tape a show, there's nothing like jamming your thumb up your ass for 20 minutes. It's a really good feeling. Hey, we still got started sooner than we did last week. That is true, and hopefully we will have uh, a guest. Which is why you got what you got last week. All right, all right, we'll get to it. You know what? Fuck it. Both of you can lick the bloodiest part of my asshole right now. Yeah, I said it. I had surgery last night. I, I was about to, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it happened, all right? The bloodiest so, part? Well, I mean, they had to go through my ass. There's multiple bloody parts of your asshole? I don't know, but there was blood coming out of my asshole this weekend. It was not pleasant. I unfortunately had to cancel my appearance at Aaron's engagement party. I appreciate the fact that uh, I didn't have to tell your wife that it was because there was blood coming out of my asshole. You should have told her. She would have understood more. <laughs> so, so knowing now what you know, how do you fucking feel about what you did to me, you dicks? Yeah, pretty much uh, the same. <laughs> yeah, I think it was yeah. still awesome. Got a couple of things to say. First Actually, of, that makes it better, to be quite honest. First of all, AJ, fuck you. I don't own thong flip-flops, okay? Right. At no, your barbecues and such. No, you haven't. You've seen me wear sandals, but you have not seen me wear thong flip-flops because I do not own such things. I find them to be very painful between your toes. So lick my ass. There's that. Two, I actually like you more than I like Aaron because at the end you proved to be a face and Aaron proved his true colors. So, you know, the fact that this ended with you yeah, suggesting See, I'm a nice I, I, I don't know how the, the trickery means he's a, he's a face in this situation. Yeah, yeah, the best thing is it was all my idea and I set Aaron up from the beginning to execute. <laughs> like, that, that is a heel move right there. That's not a face move. Well, I, I don't give a shit about you. I don't think anybody else does either. So. Clearly, I, I know how to book better than you guys. Right. I, I believe what we figured out in pro wrestling anymore is that if you screw over the unlikable person, no matter what a heel move it is, you're a face. So considering, Aaron, you're the unlikable one. Um, there wasn't yeah. it you that got screwed over when we're, when we're looking at the big picture here? 
Well, I mean, for a little while, and then AJ. It, look, first of all, we've all been in there. The Big Show has fought with the wrong team for a little while, but at the <laughs> end, he takes the shirt off. He's got the raw shirt on, and he's fighting for the right team at the end. Okay, so however long it took AJ to come around, it took him to come around. But he and I are the same side, and you're an asshole. Oh man, we totally yeah, forgot Big Show in our Survivor Series teams. He's totally going to be on one of those because he has to oh, be because yeah, he's on every right. single one of them. Yeah, that's a good point. He does have to be on one of those teams. Also, by the way, Aaron, uh, seriously, you're going to question what how I dress. Really? Hey, I really? said it right away. I said I dress terribly, but that's the thing. Okay, I own it. probably be the end of the sentence then. Like, you should probably end it with, so I have absolutely zero space to say anything about how another man dresses. Both of you dress like assholes. Well, I don't doubt that. But I'm also, I, I have said, I don't give a fuck anymore. You need I some debonair chic in your lifestyle like me. This, what do you, what? what? Devonair chic is that that's what you need in your lifestyle. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Instead, I'm gonna continue to go with, uh, uh, barely presentable. I'll continue with that because that's all I want in life. So yeah, fuck the both of you, but humorously, you were right. I did not find <laughs> out until Brian Powell tweeted me the next day. And, that's a good yeah. bit. That's a great bit. Yeah, and it, what he, the funniest part about it too is like when he tweeted me, he said, uh, best top five ever. And I responded by saying dick, because I thought what he was saying is it was the best top five ever just because I wasn't involved. So I still wasn't going to go listen to it at that point. <laughs> the and best part is, if you go back and listen to the show, you have no idea, but me and Aaron are having secret conversations the entire show saying that we're going to fuck you over at the end. Yeah, yeah just, just little drops here and there. Well, um, you guys got me, but uh, just you wait. Just you wait. Uh, Aaron, I, I know as a fact that uh, we're going to be involved with your wedding. So oh, that's a I good don't point. know if I'm a guy that you want to be fucking with right that, now. That, okay? Yeah, but you don't fuck with someone on their wedding because then oh, the wife do, kills you. Do. Well, what are we doing in Vegas for the bachelor? Now that, no, I mean, I you can fuck with me on. Well, no, 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 no. This is not about fucking with you at all. I actually want to know. We like yeah, we did a plan. I mean, my my two things were either the wrestling idea you presented or uh, a March Madness Vegas weekend. Yeah, I like that one too. That would I like the March Madness one better than the wrestling one, and I'm yeah. surprised that I said that. It's really good. I mean, like, there's nothing like fucking spending the first couple of days of the NCAA tournament hold up in Vegas and just losing your shit, losing all your money, and and getting pissed drunk. So um, that sounds like that. a bachelor party. Yeah, let's make that happen. Let's let's work on that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll put the uh, the entire thing together. Let's also address before we get into the meat of the show. Um, unlike you two, who are pieces of shit, there is a good human being in the world, and that man's name is Steve Miggs. Yes, he's great. Steve, Steve Miggs is the shit. Steve Miggs kicks some fucking ass. And this week, our boy Steve Miggs, host of BJ and Miggs on 99.9 KISW in Seattle, as well as the uh, Miggs cast and the Mega cast, he paid his penalty, unlike Aaron, who may never, um, because he's just going to keep trying to push it off and push it off and push it off. We we had said very specifically, both for Miggs and for whoever lost here, that it would have to be during a show. (laughs) We're not in the same studio. I figured you wouldn't want me. I could be wearing it right now, and no one would be seeing it. Now, if you... I'm I'm glad we didn't do that when uh, Alexa Bliss was going to retweet us. Well, like she Steve Miggs. I'm glad we wasted that opportunity. And that Aaron, was- you're such a dick. Yeah, yeah. Glad we did that because that wouldn't have been good for the show or anything. Nah, nah. No, but, hey, but we helped Steve Miggs, right? And, and that he guy, needs he help. He needs he's help. Not- he's he's down on his luck right now. 
Yeah, right? Like, really slumping, not like he's the, the morning show host at a, a king radio station in a major market. So I'm glad I'm glad we did a little more for him. Glad we did a little for me, more for Migs instead of for us. So way to, way to go, Aaron. Nailed it. Well done. Well done. Aaron, you really screwed the pooch on this one. It happens. Oh, that's that's what you have to say for yourself is it happens. I mean, what else am I supposed to say? My logic was sound. It just didn't happen to work out. The logic was yeah. sound. Yeah, you have like most of your stances on wrestling. <laughs> hey, my stances on wrestling stand up, whether or not you guys believe me, such as it's much better to put Dolph Ziggler in a match with a three-month build as opposed to a one-week build. No, you're right. That sucked. You're absolutely right, Aaron. You nailed yeah, that. I hated that SummerSlam really, match. That, it was so terrible. God, I don't know why anybody watched it. It was just the worst. <laughs> the worst, man. All right. Um... Let's, uh, let's, so, but yeah, Miggs wore the makeup after he and Aaron both lost our picks at, uh, what was it, Clash of Champions, the Clash of the Champions, the Clash of Champions, the, whatever that was called. It was no it mercy. Was, oh, it was no mercy. <laughs> whatever. Eh, whatever. Who cares? So, uh, Miggs, unlike Aaron, paid his price. I don't fucking know. They all run together. There's a thousand pay-per-views now, dicks. There's, there couldn't be, I think there's another pay-per-view next week. There is. Yeah. It's insane. So, but then after that, we're done till Survivor Series. That is true. That is a little bit of. A now break. they're just gonna throw in a network special just to screw they with probably, us. They probably will. They almost certainly. It'll be Brock Lesnar in New York or some shit that they'll announce coming up, and that and, and we'll all watch it because we're not stupid. Um, but yeah, that, thanks to Miggs, and if you missed it, it's up on his Twitter. What's it's I'm Steve Miggs, right? The letter yep. I. Yep. I'm Steve. Miggs. We we retweeted from the dropping out uh, Twitter page. We retweeted uh, everywhere. Yeah, which is almost as valuable as the Alexa Bliss retweet that he got. Almost. 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 Nearly, uh, but he put on the makeup for his show on Tuesday morning because he's really a good, well done, too. Oh, my God. It looked incredible. I, what, that, what that, was definitely, that was definitely professionally done, right? I think I think the girl in the picture with him did it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of an asshole are you going to feel like when you put yours on and you look like a fucking idiot? Pretty big asshole. Yeah, so apparently, stupid. if we're just doing Alexa Bliss get up, I can look like Freddy Krueger now or something. No, but no, I'm no. not. I'm not trying to get. I'm just saying she did. She went over a, a pretty radical makeover uh, this past week. That's all I'm saying. I, I tell no, you, but I, I, my favorite thing about her is that is now her gimmick is she's just going to be one big cosplay. Well, she's <laughs> she's taking Leva Bates gimmick, the cosplay queen, where she's a different person every single match. Okay, that well. Be true. Is Leva Bates on SmackDown? I'm not saying she is. I'm just saying. Leva Bates is the wrestling queen of cosplay. How does this affect the way that I masturbate at night is the question. And so far, <laughs> so good. So, <laughs> are, are you saying you have a Freddy Krueger thing? I'm just saying that I have a thing for cosplaying Alexa Bliss is what I'm saying. And I yeah. feel like. I have that same thing, I think. Right. So, where are we now? Where are we now? All right. Um, so that takes care of everything that we need to take care of as far as what's going on around here. Now, uh, this week, the big thing uh, from Raw, the return of one Bill Goldberg. And I honestly, like, I didn't think Raw was great. Um, in fact, for the most part, I kind of found it a little bit disappointing. Um, I, I don't know. I, it just, I, whatever it was, the fact that you go out with that, I thought everything about the Goldberg thing was really great. I thought he was better on the mic than I ever remember Goldberg being. Well, that's because it was I the best it, promo he ever has cut. Yeah, I thought it was so authentic and so genuine and um, did a really good job of telling a story. The only thing that's a bummer about it is that like you're putting it in the main event and it's everything that's going on. 
and you you have a pay-per-view still to get through before then. So like you're bringing Brock Lesnar out next week, and you're like, hey, we're going to sell the hell out of this. Oh, but please, if you don't mind watching the other pay-per-view first before we get to the one that we're telling you is really important. I mean, I don't. that doesn't bother me at all. You act like John Cena and The Rock didn't have a match set up for a year. Well, I mean, it's fine. I, 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 I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just saying it's funny that you're giving your main event spots to a match that's not happening right now. You have to because it's Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. So I'm not saying don't do it. It's just awkward, right? Like it's awkward that it's coming this far in advance, and instead of you being able to put over your championship match, you're using your top spots to put over this. But that's what you do because it's Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, money talks, bullshit walks. Uh, money talks and ratings talk. Uh, this show, you know, I think there was a question about whether Goldberg would actually show a noticeable jump. Uh, 0.4 across the board higher. Uh, every single hour. It didn't go down in hour three, which was always, you know, one of the big things on Raw. Um, so Goldberg, still a big draw. 12 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also why Goldberg is not going to be done after Survivor Series, and I don't give a shit what he or Vince says. Jesus Christ himself could come down from the sky and tell me Goldberg is done after Survivor Series, and I'm telling you, Vince McMahon is going to get some more checks out of that man. I would like to think so. I mean, I I, I don't know what you would have to benefit by not having Bill Goldberg around the WrestleMania now. I. Again, if, if for whatever reason he stated, no, come hell or high water, I'm only doing one. Um, you know, money talks, as you just said. I mean, yeah. And that changes a lot. But if if he swore by that, that it would only be one match, then again, I still don't really know why you do it now instead of holding it for WrestleMania. I mean, if I could also see they might have plans for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Right. Yes, I, I, I think they definitely have plans. The question is, are they better plans than Brock vs. Goldberg? Well, yeah. If it's, if it's Brock, well Rock, then, yeah. Yes, if it's Brock Rock, yes. If it's Brock Shane, uh, hmm. It's not. No, it's not. I personally, I think if it's Brock Triple H, I think that's better. Really? Yeah, I think that they We've could seen it. Re- it. I mean, well, yeah, we, we saw not, it four times in the past five years I, or whatever. I, I get that, but have we, the, the match at WrestleMania could be enormous. Okay, but make damn sure they're not canceling the Seth Rollins Triple H match that's happening at WrestleMania. That that's happening. That's that's been. Happening. I think it's going to happen before WrestleMania. That's the only thing I'm saying. But you, we've said that before, and I think that the fact that they've managed to push it off and keep Triple H away. I mean, the I, fact I, that we haven't seen Triple H in two months is kind of astounding. Right. So now, if if you're going to do it before WrestleMania, when are you doing it? Rumble. Okay, but then wouldn't you just be setting it up for another match at WrestleMania? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just don't think there's any way in hell they're not going to have Seth Rollins and Triple H. I mean, they, they're trying to redo Triple H, Roman Reigns. They're just going to try to do the same thing and see if they can't make it work this time. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah, it'll work this time, and they'll book it the exact same. Well, correct. They will. They'll book everything the exact same way, and AJ is going to, you know, make make his, his jokes about there being a thousand dicks and all the whole thing. I, I get it. You know, do your thing. But this is what they're going to do. They're going to do the everything the exact same way. And just try it again and see if people will allow Seth Rollins to become the top face in the company. And it, it might work. I, I don't know yet if it's going to work. I don't know if Seth Rollins – do you guys not love Seth Rollins as a face? I don't love him as a face. I think yeah. his character comes off as trying to be the the hard-nosed 
anti-face while being a face. Right. Yeah, he's, he's trying. And I don't think that he's good at portraying that. I think he could be a regular face, not a baby face, not the I'm a tweener baby face. I think if he just went out and tried to be a face with a little bit of a character change, he could do that. But I don't think what he's doing now is what suits him best. And I could very well be wrong. I, I think you're. I think you're right about that. I think that even dating back to Ring of Honor, he's had a little bit of. Tr- he had no problem getting to be a face, like going from heel to face, because he has the exciting ring style. You and in both cases, he came off of a you know a hot heel run where he had a good person to go against. Uh, in Ring of Honor, it was Nigel McGuinness uh, going back there, but sustaining that face run back in Ring of Honor was hard for him and. I, I mean, I don't know about to say getting off the ground is hard for him here, but I think you're right, AJ. He needs to be a face. He needs to take out the smarminess. He needs to right. take out, you know, everything that made him great. And that's hard because his smarminess was part of what made him so great as a heel. So telling him to take away one of your best attributes is a hard thing. But you got to do it if you're going to really complete a face turn. Does he have to have a a humbling kind of moment as a character in the next couple of months in order to set that up? Does there have to be a, you know, he's set up for a match, looks like he's going to win a championship, and then Triple H comes back out and destroys him with a sledgehammer or something like that? Impossible. It could work. I don't know if you have to have it. You just have to kind of tone down the I'm better than you and make it so it's I just want to, you know, tone up the I was wrong and I'm going to kill you and tone down the but I'm better than you and I know it part. Right, and I, I agree. I just don't know if you can do that without having, you know, a, a big moment that is the reason why he does that. You know what I mean? Like, can you just have him show up next week and suddenly sound more humble? Like, that That, that kind of seems weird for the Seth Rollins character. I think you have to do something. And and I, when you do that, how you do it, I don't think it has to be Triple H that does it, but it would make the most sense for Triple H to be the one to do it. I, I feel like you have to do something between now and then in order to create that, that subtlety in his character. It's beyond the point, because I know we were talking about uh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. It's just something that jumps out at me about Seth Rollins, is that I, we all like Seth Rollins. I, I would tend to agree with AJ, is that I, right now, if you're trying to make him the top face in the company, I'm just not seeing it. He's good. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. I just don't see this character becoming the top face in the company. Sarcastic. It, it just... It's it's too Chris Jericho, who's just too much better as a heel than he is as a face. Uh, I think you're wrong about that, though. I think that Chris Jericho is proving right now he's the biggest face in WWE history. But he's not really. Is that you know? I mean, that's the point, right? Like, I think if tomorrow they said Chris Jericho, now you wrestle as a face as this same character, he would be the most over. I think for a little while, but the, whenever they do that, they just. For whatever reason, it doesn't work. He, he becomes the dad rock star. You know, right. we, we saw this recently. He tried out there. He was doing he was doing a lot of the same things just as a face, and we were like, "This feels like you know the dad jokes. This feels like you know the aging rock star who's yeah, not quite I, getting I, over." I get that, but I don't know if you know this or not. But the list is probably the biggest the, thing in wrestling. Uh, the so. list is a big face. The list is exactly. absolutely a face. Yeah, so if you just go full, this is my character, I'm running with this, he could be the best face in the company. All right, let's, let's stay with that, because the other thing that happened this week was they sewed for the, for the first time really. You like how I forced the conversation to another part, didn't you? Yeah, they've subtly done the stuff where they've had some, some poking between Jericho and Owens, but this, Owens, but this was the first time they started painting the picture 
for what we all know is the inevitable breakup between the two. And, you know, that's the, the most obvious thing that's been coming for the moment that the two of them started working together. Did you like the way they handled it? Did you like the way that they teased it on Monday night? Do you think, and give me a time frame for when they pull the trigger on the Jericho Owens T, uh, breakup and how they pull the trigger on the Jericho Owens breakup. I, th- I think that you have a situation where this match on Monday, um, you have a situation where Chris Jericho was supposed to win in some way. Yeah. And doesn't. And either Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins wins in a way that kind of makes Chris Jericho pissed off. And you have from that point forward him say, you know what, I'm not dealing with Kevin Owens anymore. Kevin Owens goes out, has his match with Seth Rollins, wins. And then you, you, you sow the seeds for Rollins and whatever he's doing after the title and input new ultra overface Chris Jericho to wrestle with Kevin Owens and chase Kevin Owens' belt until probably the Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I think that's plausible. Uh, I think they're going to hold off on the real blow off till Survivor Series. I think that you're going to get more teases like this, but they're going to hold off. And then something happens at Survivor Series that really, the Survivor Series in the Raw after where that blow up happens. And then that puts a natural one month feud there because you have, the, I think it's Roadblock is the December Raw pay per view. They, they moved that up from, uh, March to December. So you kind of need that kind of one month feud there. You put, Owens and Jericho there, and then you have everyone turn over to uh, the Royal Rumble. As to your first question as to how they handled it, I like how they handled it between Owens and Jericho, mainly because everything that Owens and Jericho does together is great. Right. What I didn't like was Stephanie McMahon getting involved, because she did the same thing she does to everybody, which is do whatever she can to emasculate them, which is not needed right now, especially for Kevin Owens. Um... I, I don't see that at all, but okay. Well, I know I see. I totally see it. I think he's right that that is. I don't. A, I don't think it matters to Kevin Owens or his character that she did that. Uh, Kevin Owens have, should not be cowering to Stephanie McMahon. Period. Right. That's right. his boss. Well, unless you're trying and to she's get a, back together with Stephanie and Triple H and the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins stuff, you know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I, there could be some subtlety to that, but in, in general, it's a larger complaint about the Stephanie McMahon character, which is that she, she needs to demonize everyone, and then yet, is she really a face? Is she really a, a, a heel? Like, what exactly is she? I don't, we've been so lost for the last couple of months, and, and I get that's part of the, the subtlety of it is that we're all supposed to keep in the back of our minds, hey, this is still Stephanie McMahon that we're talking about, and she's still not really a good guy. It's it's all very confusing to me. I understand what Aaron's saying. I don't think it was a big deal in the moment. Um, and I do think that she she painted a picture of why these two needed to get back on the same page, and and that accomplished something. So it ended up working in that way. But I, I think that the, the timing of this is interesting, because, AJ, your timing is very quick. I mean, that's that's next week that we're talking about for blowing this off. And I probably lean to more of what Aaron's saying, which is you extend this out a little bit, one, because it's so hot, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Why give up on it right now? You, the but blow- you're not giving up on it right now. You have that be your feud. Well, but I'm saying in general you extend the entire thing, right? Like yeah, you can, but you can already do that in a – 
pay-per-view where, like, you can easily not put them in the same match. But you are putting uh, them in, I mean, you're putting them in the Survivor, we assume at least, they're both going to be in that Survivor Series match. That's the picture that Stephanie McMahon, because Stephanie McMahon painted that picture. Yeah, but there's also, she can also change that. No, she can, you're right, but I, you know, if, if this really is, and again, we're still not there yet, but this, if this really is supposed to be your top five guys, then in kayfabe or not, whatever you want to say, then these two should be part of it. So if they create a scenario where somehow Kevin Owens screws Chris Jericho out of being part of the team, right? Like Stephanie says, hey, we're going to have a series of matches and Owens screws Jericho out and Owens says, no, 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 we're really going to, I wanted a six on five and you're going to be our muscle. Um, I don't want you in the match. I want you to be with us there. So, you know, something along those lines, then you could set it up that way. And I think that'd be pretty good. I'm with Aaron. I think Survivor Series just makes more sense. It's supposed to be a bigger event. It's supposed to be a big deal. And we all know this is coming. It seems like the right time to do it. I can't really knock it. I just think you're both wrong. All right, well, there Fair enough. That's what we are typically. That's basically how we spend about 90% of our time on this show. All right, um, where, what else for Monday night? Anything? Uh, there is the, I don't know how substantiated is it, but the talk that the Sasha-Charlotte Hell in a Cell match is going to be the main event of the pay-per-view. Huh. That apparently, Mick Foley said that somewhere. Apparently he might have backtracked on it, but uh, that talk is out there right now that... That is going to be the. Is that the event. Twitter DM that got leaked? No, that that was something different. That was he got went into a back and forth with someone, and they immediately put it on Twitter. And he was like, "Dude, I DM'd you. Why would you screenshot it and then put post it on Twitter right away when I gave you the courtesy of DMing a random fan?" And that that had that was just kind of a little argument back and forth between them. But uh, let me think about this though, because again, you're going to be on up against a football game. What's the Sunday night game next week? Uh, what is that? Week eight, NFL week eight schedule. Um, you know that's that's so so. Which which of the two? I guess do you lead off then with Roman and Rusev, or do you have to lead off with the title match because you're doing the same thing that SmackDown did, where you're trying to have that go before kickoff of the Sunday night game? I think you can do Roman and Rusev. I, I think that because um, that was also going up against the debate. That, that was it's, more than football. Ooh, the Sunday night game, by the way, is Eagles-Cowboys. So that's going to have some eyeballs. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, right? Because then they can accomplish a few things. Not only can they say that they, you know, they had a, a female Hell in a Cell match, but then they can finally say they had a female match that headlined a legitimate WWE pay-per-view. So for the, the, the social reasons, it would make a lot of sense. I think if you do it, you have to put the championship match at the front because... You don't think they can put it, like, in the 945 spot? No. I think if if you're going to not put the WWE title in the main event of Hell in a Cell when it's a Hell in a Cell match, or the the equivalent of the Raw WWE title, uh, then you have to do it with the women's belt because any other match going... Um, but what we're saying is what, what where, 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 do you, where do you put the championship match then? Yeah, what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying is you have to make it a situation like you did before when there's a reason why your title, your main title match is not last. Right. 
So I would agree. I think if you're not having the title match main event, it's got to be leading off, and you're doing it because you're trying to get as many possible eyeballs to your pay-per-view before the football game starts. Absolutely. So I I, I just, I, and really for no other reason, I'm not saying that you couldn't have the Roman Reigns-Rusev match lead off because it's a great lead-off match and it would probably get you a ton of eyeballs, but why would you have your title match go on during the football game? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I also think that what other match, like, I could see a situation when Roman and, and Rusev don't. Now, granted, Mick could also just not be correct. Right. 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 Or, you know, he can, he could say, oh, you know, it's going to be a main event. You know, they, they love to do that. Oh, we have three main events on right. this oh, card. Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But, man, I think it would be awesome if they actually did it. It's very logical to do it because it accomplishes, again. And and if we're being being honest, it is the feud that probably should be in the main event of Hell in a Cell. Like, as far as, as far, yeah, as far as those feuds go back, I mean. It's also, it's also a year after the, uh, Sasha Bailey, you know, almost a year to the, I think like a year and two weeks after the Sasha Bailey match. So you can kind of go back, you know, a year ago, main evented NXT. Now it's main eventing the main roster. Look what we've done here. Right. Well, I think that's, that's part of the purpose of this, but I think it, it just works out to allow you to accomplish that, right? That, there's a logical reason to do it. There's a logical reason to put your championship match at the front of the card. So this all works out from there. This is history, right? It's the first female Hell in a Cell match. So it's a it's easy to explain why it would be your main event. And you get to accomplish the the bragging that you would then get to do on social media and in press releases where you say, we did something that no one's ever done before. We did something that we'd never done before. And you get a little bit of mainstream attention out of it by saying we made a women's match the main event. I, you know, I, I guess you can't say that because technically people would say, hey, UFC has done it before, so you're not the first to do it. But, uh, you know, it's so, many gray, so much gray area there. But, yeah, I, I like it, one. I, I do like it, and two, I think it's very logical. Yeah. All right, well, we're all in agreement. No, how about that? How about that? We all agree. Why don't we grab a break here, and then we'll come back in, and we'll talk about SmackDown, all right? Sounds good. Very good. Uh, I am Glenn, he is Aaron, and he is... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Don't miss Jim McKay, Maryland Million Day on Saturday, October 22nd at Laurel Park. Come with friends and family to Maryland's Day at the Races, a celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First race is 12:15 with 11 exciting races, great entertainment on the track, and a collector's cap, too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 22nd. Maryland Million Day. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. 
Hi, I'm Marietta English, President of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school-related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas, goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, we will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Suite A. Our temporary location. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Here it comes! Back in here, segment number two. It is jotting out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and... The main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Congratulations on a big win, by the way, over the weekend. That was yeah, great. it was dope. It was uh, it was a good win. Um, the Wentz, I thought that Wentz was good, and I thought he would be better than Golf before the draft. Yeah, but he's actually impressed me with some of the throws he's make. He's making. Um, he's still a young guy, and he's still got a lot to build up to, and he makes some rookie mistakes, but. He makes some big league throws, and I think he's going to be a problem for a while. Yeah, he's got really good pocket presence. Some some of those, uh, you know, the, uh, Lane Johnson was out, so he was scrambling around all day, and he right. he never lost his cool. I will say this though, this week against Minnesota, I could see that being the the rookie blow up game that you know every rookie has, no matter how good you are. I could absolutely like see that this that. week. Yeah, that Vikings defense is the truth. Now, the, the important question, AJ, is: Do you have anything to say to one Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, a foothill doesn't compare himself to an ant. Oh, dang! You realize you just said something, right? It's just the truth. Why I've never cared what a reporter thought in my life. Uh, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> Except for the time that apparently I didn't give you enough time to prepare for a, a, a promo. <laughs> Because God knows, there's no way that you would ever be able to cut a promo. I mean, I mean, I did, and it was amazing. Yeah, it did put me on the spot. You are an asshole for that. I believe the way it went was I walked up to you and said, "Hey, would you want to do that?" And you said, "Yeah, I'll do." But obviously, yeah, but obviously, you asked me that, I'd be right. Because clearly, I'm such a dick reporter that if you had just said, "Nah, dude, I don't have anything," I would have probably trashed you on the internet. Probably not, but you did make fun of Danny on. On your own show. What did I say about Danny? When, I remember we talked about it on the Glenn Clark Radio Show, yeah. uh, which you happen to be the host of. I am. And, and, <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about how 
uh, you said the same thing to Danny, and he like tried. Oh, and oh, and you, okay, so the story was Danny O'Brien, who used to be the quarterback at Maryland. I believe is still in the CFL currently, right? Yes, he is for the Ottawa, Ottawa Red Blacks. Ottawa Red Blacks, that's right. Uh, so Danny O'Brien saw you do it and said to me he wanted to give it a try because he thought it would be funny. And and we all, dude, Danny's like the nicest guy on the planet, right? So I was like, yeah, this will be this will be great. Like it's it's great to have AJ do it, but AJ makes sense doing it. Having Danny O'Brien do it would be a ten and a half. It would be the funniest thing in the world. So let me give him a shot. And yes, he he bombed. He tried and then he backed out about uh, about the first line and he said, "No, I can't do this." So yeah, I mean, I'm like, what am I calling? I'm calling him out. How many years later is this? Eight years? Whatever it's been. Yeah. I think we'll. I think he'll live. I think he'll survive from the fact that I'm making fun of him eight years later. Um, alright, alright. Uh, there was something else that I had for you. Oh, uh, uh, did you like the uh, tweet that I sent you the other night when I was, uh, watching the, the Buccaneers game? Uh, I did not see it. You don't remember when I tweeted you and said, I just saw a guy make a nice interception, but I can't think of, if, uh, Brent. Oh, yeah, uh, that yeah, was yeah. last week. That was from last week, though. Uh, was it? I don't remember. I don't, yeah, but, but Bucks had a bye this week. Whatever. You know that because you're a fan. Shut up. Alright, let's move on. Smackdown this week. Um, <laughs> Alright, so James Ellsworth. He's, uh, he's now 2-0. and He is a legitimate title contender. Yeah, he's 2-0 and against AJ Styles as, uh, he has he more up- wins than John Cena on television against AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I love that, by the way. That, that was, that was a, great, a great line, yeah. That was a really great touch. And it, it, and it was perfect character-wise, because Dean still pissed off at Cena. It was absolutely perfect. Yes, yes, it was really good. It was very, very good. Um, I guess this is the question, right? This is, it's it's a work. And this is, we got to say this, i got to walk a fine line here, because we really like, obviously, James Morris, James Ellsworth. He's a great dude. He's, he helps us out. And I, I think once... Once he's a little separated from the WWE right now, he'll be able to come back on with us. It's just that's that's the way they work. They control the message, and that's fine. They, they're they're a pretty successful company. They're allowed to do that. Um, but part of this is a work, right? Like they're not. We're all happy for him, but part of it is accepting they are making fun of him in the process. That's the reason why his character works is because they're making fun of him, and that's that's cool because he's a professional wrestler and he gets that. Does this should this continue? I guess is my question. Or do you say this was fun for a couple weeks? We can't keep doing this moving forward. Um, I hope that he wins the WWE World Heavyweight. That's what I hope. Uh, I mean, I I really think you could catch a lightning in a bottle if you did that. Okay, but I, what lightning are you catching? Is the question if you're going to do that. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but James Ellsworth is a fan of the, friend of the show. So. He's absolutely I'm, a friend. I, God, I hope he wins uh, it. <laughs> for, for that reason alone, that'd be awesome. We can't have a legitimate conversation out of fear that he's going to be mad at us. I think James. No, no, I'm saying I want him to win the World Heavyweight. Well, yeah, it's good for us. Uh, That's what we're saying. He is Although, who he I is. Don't, I don't know if he's allowed to come on with us if he's the World Heavyweight. Even if he wins it for five seconds. Right. Dolph Ziggler. And forever we get to say former world heavyweight champion James Morris is not joining us on jobbing out. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you make a compelling argument. That's pretty good. <laughs> I can't argue with that. 
Um, if it, okay, I, let's, let's pretend for a second that we weren't friends with him, that it wouldn't necessarily benefit us, and, and we weren't genuinely rooting for him. Let, let's pretend it was some guy from California or something It was like that. America. I would hate that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, look, I like it because it's been fun for the last couple of weeks, and there's nothing wrong with pro wrestling being fun. By the way. Especially in short doses, if this is, you know, if they do it one more time and blows it off, because let's be fair, it's not like they're doing it for no reason. Like, he's getting some of the biggest reactions of the night. Right, right, correct. It'd be interesting for me to see, and we, they, look, they'll never The fact us. that they turned the, the Goldberg chant into Ellsworth. Beautiful, really great. beautiful. Really great. And, and are they really selling t-shirts? Like, are, are, Oh yeah, that's that WWE shop. No, I know, I, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I know that they're actually selling them. What I'm saying is, are they really selling? Are people really buying them? Like, or, or are we all sort of like, okay, I like the guy. I'm not spending 25 bucks for his t-shirt. I'd be interested in buying that. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if they haven't sold at least 200 of those shirts by now, I would be shocked. Oh yeah, I mean, that's probably, if it's 200, that's 200. I, I, 200 200 isn't much. A percentage of 200 is, Oh, it's great for him. I agree. Yeah, it's great for. I guess it works for them. I'm not saying it's a bad idea to sell the shirt. I guess what I'm just saying is, I think Aaron, what you're saying is sort of where I am, which is this is fun and do it for now. And if you want to bring him out next week, and I think if you want to have him pop up every few months and remind AJ Styles that James Ellsworth should be the second entrant or the thirtieth entrant into the Royal. Absolutely, without question, he needs to be in the Rumble. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think it makes all the sense in the world to have James Ellsworth keep popping up. I don't think you can make him a weekly character for the next few months, but I think to have him continue to pop up, to have him continue to remind AJ Styles of who he is and what his record is, or to you know have Dean Ambrose around to remind AJ Styles, all of it is good. I just don't think you can keep going with James Ellsworth weekly professional wrestling character. I think you could. Is it that much different than Eugene? Um, it's definitely different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm saying lovable loser. Right. I understand what you're saying. A lot of people got weren't weren't pleased with Eugene. Yeah, there were a lot, but there was a different reason for right. that with Eugene. Yeah. But, but also keep in mind they weren't putting Eugene in the main event either. Like <laughs> Eugene got a couple of big moments. You know what I mean? Like got the fight for a belt. He was not regularly involved in the top storyline on the show. That is true. Yeah. It's a significant difference. Right. So if, if, if you wanted to make a James Ellsworth role and a character where you're there to essentially be a professional jobber, um, instead of bringing in local talent, you're going to be the local talent uh, for every city. I, I, I was going to say, uh, the same writer who's on SmackDown right now, one of the head writers, is the writer who is heavily involved with Blue Pants. Use the same okay. formula there. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I got no problem with that. I just don't think you can keep having James Ellsworth involved in your... Main event. I think what you're able to get away with right now, we, we referenced this a week ago. You have so much time between No Mercy and your next pay-per-view that you can do this for a little while and have some fun and give something that people enjoy, but then you got to get direction again. And James Ellsworth's not going to be involved at the main event of Survivor Series, although God bless it. Oh, my God. Now that I say that, I'm an <laughs> idiot. God, how great Cap- would that be? Cap- wait, wait, which one? Captaining Team SmackDown or being in the title shot? I'm saying Captain Teams like that that he is given a match with AJ Styles to get a spot on Team SmackDown and he beats him again. 
and he ends up on Team SmackDown. Which would just be, and remember, which would be awesome because then you could find a way to take Styles out of the title picture. I mean, out of that match and have a title match. For the first time in the history of this show, AJ's talked me into something. (laughs) I'm wrong. Give me more James Ellsworth. (laughs) More James Ellsworth. Give me more James Ellsworth. Um, so we, the, all the, the only real news that, you know, actually it happened on Raw is that we get the confirmation that the Survivor Series matches are happening. And now the, the only like progress they made there on SmackDown was that Natalia wants to be involved. And who picked her? <laughs> you did. You did pick her. Good for you. Uh, we don't know for sure that she's going to be involved. Yeah, she, th- this could very easily be, I want to do it. I want to do it. And everyone beats her. Her new gimmick is everything. I'm not opposed to it at all. Just being being all in on the cat lady thing. I think it's well, that yes, and also the quoting Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, but that's yeah. part of a recluse, right? Like that's part of being a crazy cat lady, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Let's hope that they broaden it to different people. If they do Paul right. Abdul next week, I'll kill. Right, exactly. I'll literally jump out of my seat. Yes, correct. I think it'd be wonderful. Um, but everything else on SmackDown this week was largely a continuation of the No Mercy feuds. Which is fine, except for we don't know that there's a blow-off coming for them unless, as we discussed, there's either a, a network special that they haven't announced yet between now and then, or they're going to treat the Europe show as a big show or something like that. It's just it's a little bit awkward to be continuing feuds when there's also this Survivor Series hanging over you, and, and you don't know. I think that next week SmackDown really has to start pointing towards Survivor Series and having a plan and showing... Hey, this is what we're doing to build these teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think the the argument against is that you want to wait until after the Raw pay per view to really start moving towards Survivor Series. But you're right; you got to start at least pointing towards the end game for some of these feuds if they're not going to be feuding into December. By the way, and, and that's the like a lot of these feuds could continue through Survivor Series, but are they? Are, is, for example, are Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt working towards a match? Or are they working towards being teammates and, and strange bedfellows, right? Like, that, there's gotta be some, some sort of pointed direction. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, just give them some sort of point. Or maybe, as I said, if you're gonna announce next week, hey, we've got a, a WWE Network event coming up on the first weekend. We're going to do it from, when are they going to Europe? It's the first week of November. First November. week of November. So I think November 8th is, uh, which actually, now that I think about it, you're probably not going to make, try to make that a big show because it's November 8th is Election Day. Oh, no shit, that's funny. So that's if that if that's the idea that they're making that Glasgow show, the big one, um, they... Although in fairness, right now, don't we think that we're going to know the results of the election roughly at about eight o'clock? Well, sure, of course, <laughs> but that will, that you know, people are still going to watch it and to see the various meltdowns and stuff. Yeah. Well, today's October nineteenth, and yeah, we put it, and we know the results of the election right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, but there's always plenty of time for something else insane to happen. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So maybe, maybe if there are, is is the tour through Europe the both weekends, so maybe like the the Saturday after that. They could do a network special that Saturday afternoon from Europe, like change one of the house shows into a network special and use that as kind of a blow off for a couple of these things. Reasonable. Yeah, that would actually make a lot of sense if they chose to do it that way. So, I, you know, it's, it's a minor – look, I, the show was fun. I just said I like fun wrestling shows. I'm a big fan of those, and this was a fun wrestling show. There was nothing – you know, the, the only thing that was really significant that happened was that um, – you know, Alexa Bliss had to defend her number one contendership, right? And she did that, so that's that's good. But 
everything else was more just kind of kicking the, the the can down the road and you can you can do that for a little while but then you ultimately have to have purpose and you have to have a plan and i think next week is the week where they really have to start showing that because otherwise it just sort of seems like we're waiting and waiting and waiting um anything else from from smackdown because we got a couple things from nxt to talk about no, that's it. I mean, okay. other than the, the oddity of Bray coming out in the casket and the question on, are they leading to an actual casket match? No. Yeah, I mean, that's fine if they are, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the casket, casket match stipulation, but, you know, it's right. something. But, you know, there's, there's two other questions, which are when, right? And. Is Kane involved? Right. Tag team casket match. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. These are all. These are all the questions. All right. So NXT big announcement last week at the tapings that you know it, it. It's not a spoiler because it's been announced by the WWE and everybody's reported on it, so you know about it already. And that is that uh, one Mickey James is returning to the WWE to participate in the NXT Women's Championship match against Asuka in Toronto. The first thing we all have to say is that this is awesome because Mickey James is awesome, and why would anyone have a problem with this ever in the history of humanity? There, good conversation, guys. Let's move to the next thing. <laughs> so, so that's that. Also, you know, I if if someone wanted to complain about it, what they would say is it it means that there's an, an what, they would, what they would say is that their name is Aaron or Glenn. No, no, I have no problem with this, by the way. But, no, but I'm, I'm going to play. I don't have a problem with it either. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for the purpose of conversation and for doing a show. Um, what somebody would say is, you're not now. You're not giving a spot to a female that's already on your card, um, and that that's a legitimate complaint. But I think that anybody, any reasonable human being, can look at the current roster and say, the the girls that aren't named Asuka, they need a little bit more time. Right, There's, they're in that yeah, situation right now where watched, they have no choice. See that that's that's another thing is that you haven't watched NXT from this week, so I hate to. But because, say we, this. because we taped an hour after it aired. Well, I watched it live. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, if you would have watched, you would have seen uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce beat the hell out of Liv Morgan and right. pretty much throw the gauntlet down, saying that they run the division now, and the way they did it as like the mean sorority sisters is pretty awesome. And I think that it's going to be pretty big for the division. I don't know how you get them to Oscar's level, but it after this week, I have no right. doubt in my mind oh. that that's the next thing. Coming. You, you, you will you will get it for sure, but you're not going to get it in five weeks. No, that's that's the thing. Yeah. All they can do right now is beat other women that we don't believe are on Oscar's level. That's all they can do. Where it might make sense is no matter what happens in Toronto. And look, I don't think Mickey James is going to beat Asuka because that doesn't seem to make any sense. But it would make a lot of sense to have Mickey James hang around and help you with these other women. Give give them the opportunity to face Mickey James to benefit them. Yeah, to have, have have Liv, you know, she gets beat up a couple more times. She finds Mickey James. She brings him into even the score. And then it, what you also do. You know the the real eventual threat to Oscar is Ember Moon. That right. that's where the threat is. But you let her build it up to that level, whether it's at the Rumble or at the uh, Mania Takeover. That's when right. you do that match, and you let Oscar go through whoever else before that. And Mickey James is as logical as anybody else 
Because no, you, it, you don't it, want Peyton Royce to be facing Oscar right now. You don't want Billy Kay to be facing Oscar right now. Well, you, by the way, I like both of them, and I'm with you, AJ. I think I, I haven't seen what happened tonight, but I've liked the build of those characters. I like I've always liked NXT having Mean Girls. It just yeah. sort of works. You know what I mean? Like, um, and and I I think it's a good thing. But I just don't think you can argue that they're ready to be considered a legitimate championship contender in time. No, they're not. They're not. I was just saying that that was what they did this week was really dope. Yeah, and I right. think that. I think that with time that they will be the next thing. Well, and, and that's also what, and, have, we have uh, Nikki Cross who's getting involved with Sanity, and she's, I think, going to get a good push from that. And and Crazy Mary Dobson just signed, so they're, eventually she's going to get worked into the picture. You know, I, I'm not worried about the women's division on NXT. I'm just saying this is it's a weird scenario where because of all the call-ups and because of the way that you did everything and because of how effing dominant Asuka is, and that's part of the problem here, right? Like, you have, you have painted this this one character as being completely unbeatable. So that's, that's another thing that the Oscar problem is the same problem you're going to have when you finally really give um, Braun Strowman the push he deserves or he, he will deserve when he gets to that level. Well, if you go that direction with him, right? If you have him just continue to kick everybody's ass, like if he beats Sami Zayn once, that's not, we're not all going to say, well, shit, nobody's. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, I think the way that they're building that gimmick is, is the way they build, the way they build Kane. Okay, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The way they build uh, Ryback. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But then Ryback lost, right? So that kind of killed everything. They lost a lot. <laughs> he did a lot. Of <laughs> uh, I mean, my my main thing was because sort of like what you were saying was because Asuka is so dominant. That's why I don't want to see uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kate anywhere near her at that point, because yeah. I want them to spend the next month or two. Well, Turn them into agree. credible threats, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I, I real sick. This is why it makes so much sense. And so for the person that's going to make the argument about it's a spot that doesn't go to somebody on your card, understand, and I, I think that's a legitimate conversation, but I think anybody with a brain that's been watching NXT can understand why this is the time to not give that spot to somebody on your card and to instead bring in a legitimate... There, there's nothing about Mickey James that says she doesn't deserve the opportunity to face Asuka, right? Like, she's Mickey Epping James, so it all works. It's not really a threat because anybody, she's not going to beat Asuka, right? They're not going to, they're not going to have Mickey James waltz in and be the one that beats Asuka. That's insane. But it works. I think you can use Mickey James more. And the other thing too is, and I, I tweeted or texted both of you guys this. If, if this is the way of getting Mickey James back in the company because you want to put her into the Hall of Fame this year, I love it. I think it's a great use of Mickey James at a time where you don't really need Mickey James on the main roster, and she'd probably get lost in the shuffle the way that the Dudleys did. Uh, in fact, looking back on it, I kind of wish you would have done this with the Dudleys. You know what I mean? Like, give them a run in NXT, and then maybe bring them up for like one match on 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 main TV instead of giving them this bastardized run that you gave them at the end because you just wanted to have them come back one more time before you put them in the Hall of Fame. You know, the the other thing is, I know, uh, I think about two years ago. She spent a lot of time down at the performance center, and there was a lot of talk there about her possibly becoming a trainer, possibly becoming a coach. Okay. And at the time, she wasn't ready. Now she's kind of, you know, stepped away from the ring a little bit. So if this is the transition, hey, we're going to bring you in, we're going to use you as a match, and then we're going to bring you in as a trainer, and you can also appear from time to time in matches, boom, perfect. No, totally logical. It, it makes all the sense. The world. But I, I, I really do think this is something they should think about with with veteran performers you know, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to have veterans hanging around NXT because it legitimizes 
the guys that are down there and the girls that are down there a little bit to have them work with these really legitimate performers that at this point serve no purpose on main television, right? Like, I, I think it would be really wise once you get through this first run with Brian Kendrick to have him go back down to NXT and work there for a while and help those guys out down there. I just think it's a smart way to use veteran performers. Mickey James is a little bit different. Brian Kendrick's not a Hall of Famer. Mickey James is a Hall of Famer, so it's a little bit different. But I, 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 the blueprint is there if you do it the right way, and it just I keep going back to like how much smarter it would have been to do this with the Dudley Boys than what you ended up doing with the Dudley Boys. I just think this would have been so much more logical and so much more helpful for all parties involved. But are we all, are, are we in belief that it's going to be Mickey James, the Dudley boys, and Goldberg all going into the Hall of Fame this year? The only thing that makes me wonder about that is because I fully believe Daniel Bryan's going in this year, so I don't know if they would want to stack it up that much. Okay. I mean, last year was pretty stacked. You had stacked years. Remember they had, um, well, the New York year. Yeah, I mean, they've had stacked years and it caused some not issues down the line, but you know you only have so many legitimate legitimate headliners. You know the Dudleys are a legitimate headliner. Uh, Daniel Bryan's a legitimate headliner. Goldberg is a legitimate headliner. And for to put all of them in I one year, if I'm being if I'm being honest, and I hate to say this, but I don't think that the Dudleys are a legitimate I headliner. Think, I don't think they're a headliner. I don't think so either. I, I think I think they're a legitimate top. I think it, I think if you had the Dudley Boys as the headliner of your WrestleMania class or your Hall of Fame class, that it would not be a great class. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, now, unless, you know, the arena's already sold out just because you sold, you know, packages. I, I think if you had to put on a Hall of Fame ticket sale and your headliner was the Dudley Boys, I don't think you're selling out the arena for that. But the others, I agree. Goldberg and Daniel Bryan, there's no debate. Those guys are, yeah. are, are main event Hall of Famers, so. And don't forget, the greatest WWE superstar of all time is still not in the Hall of Fame, so that's another one. Yeah, but, I don't know that they're in a rush. I, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I. Uh, no, no, they they need to be. Why? Because it's getting to the point now that you have all these people in your Hall of Fame and The Rock isn't in there, and he's the biggest star you've ever had. But but it's getting it, to the point where it's disrespectful. Is it? He, he is, no, no. Because part of that is the highest Hollywood grossing actor. AJ, I, it's not a question as to whether or not he's a <laughs> Hall of Famer. It's a question of whether or not they're trying to get you to believe that he's still a professional wrestler. Yeah, but you can be the Hall of Fame and wrestle. You can, you can, but they've tried to they've tried to make it so that when you go into the Hall of Fame, it lines up with the end of your career. Name the guys that have had Lawler. Who? Jerry Lawler. But he was never he wasn't in a main event. He, he wasn't. I mean? He was like, barely in ring. One after he went in. Right. He had a couple of matches every now and he then when they needed. Wrestled at WrestleMania. Wait, they did the goofy thing with Michael Cole. I'm aware, but it wasn't. It wasn't a. A real match. It wasn't a big time. They, they had oh, oh, you mean like the six second match that The Rock had this year? Well, do you think okay. that? But you're the one pitching Rock Brock. Yeah, well, but I, that, I don't. Everyone's Rock Brock. I think Rock Brock is coming in the next couple of years, or it's never going to happen. And I wouldn't be surprised surprised with either outcome. Yeah, I hear you. I think if if you know that The Rock is not wrestling another major match for you, I'm in agreement. But. I think typically with the stars of stars, they have tried to line up their Hall of Fame induction with either it coming at the end of their, like the way they did with Ric Flair, where you knew that was the weekend he was retiring, or, you know, or it coming after you have wrestled your final match, the way that it did for Sting or, 
or Edge or any of the other guys in recent years. That with the biggest stars in the company, they have tried to line it up that once you say you're done, you are finished, you are through with wrestling, then we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. But until I don't know if you know this or not, but judging by the last five years or three years, maybe four years now, yeah. Since when was when was WrestleMania in New York? Four years ago. Uh. Three or four. 29, right? Yeah, it was 29. Yeah. Yeah, so since then, The Rock has not been involved in wrestling, and I don't think that he's going to be anytime soon. He's making too much money and haven't, and it's a global. He hasn't said that either, right? And I think that's part of the issue. I think that he really wants to, which is why he shows up and he does the, the stupid six second match that he did at WrestleMania this year. I think if The Rock told them, I'm done, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I've moved on. It's it's not for me anymore. I'm not interested in it. It's too much of a risk for me with with the injuries and and what it could cost me in my movie career. I just I just can't do it anymore. Then I think they put him in immediately. I don't think this is WWE trying to fuck with The Rock. I think that, I can't imagine that WWE would do that, considering that he is a, a no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying he is a main event box office draw that has not to be put in the Hall of Fame. And and that's the reason why, because while you still have, you know, if you have Daniel Bryan and Goldberg going in, The Rock doesn't do anything for you. You do it where it's going to be The Rock and, like, a lot of mid-tier guys, because The Rock is selling out an arena on his own. Right, that's true, too. That's true, too. Look, I have no problem, I would have no problem with them uh, changing their policy and saying, you know, we don't care if The Rock's going to keep wrestling or not, we're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. But I do think Aaron has... Because he's the greatest performer. He's The Rock, yes, I agree. Um, but I think Aaron has a point, which is they do that if they get to a year and they look up and they say, well, shit, we don't really have anybody this year. You know, like we just don't have a legitimate top-notch main eventer. This should be the year that we put The Rock in. In the meantime, I I, I don't sense there's an issue there. I, I get what you're saying is that it's kind of goofy that you have a Hall of Fame and The Rock isn't in it, and it's not like he's on TV every week. He's not a, He's not really a wrestler, so it's a little bit goofy. But one, there's no actual Hall of Fame, so the whole thing is really goofy. And two, I, I think if it bothered The Rock, they would have done it by now. I, I, I don't think this is something that, I think they're holding it out for the right time, and when that will be, I don't know. I, I, I'm so convinced there's gotta be a Brock Rock thing happening, because again, if there isn't, why aren't you doing Brock Goldberg at WrestleMania? I just feel like it has to be a sign that there's something cooking with Brock and Rock. Hope so. I mean, I pray. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't know. There's nothing else that legitimately makes sense to me about. It. There's no other Brock match that you can sell me on that makes sense that that has to be at WrestleMania ahead of Brock Goldberg, other than Brock Rock. I mean, seriously, name it, name the match. Uh, all right. What? I was, I was going to say like if Austin decided, but if Austin didn't do Dallas, he's sure as hell not doing Orlando. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Austin's happening. I, I think that's a pipe dream. Um. Yeah. Oh, I actually, think. actually, I got, I got another one for you, and and you'll love this one, Glenn. Brock Angle. Well, yeah. Okay. There is that. Yes. Fine. So there's two, right? There's two, and 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 that's that's not. That's not Brock, Brock, and Broken Matt Hardy. Well, that that would just be the biggest match in the history of wrestling, but only, only, only. If it was at the Hardy compound in Cameron. Right. But Imagine it's- Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman on the Hardy compound. <laughs> not going to happen because Broken Matt Hardy is going to be facing Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. So it's, uh, it's, it's irrelevant. But the, but the Kurt Angle thing is there's some legitimacy to it that it could legitimately happen. Like, 
I'll hear you on that. I'll hear you on that. I'm just, I gotta be of the belief that there's something cooking that Brock Rock all I'm saying, is there anybody on the roster that you could see? That's bigger than Brock Goldberg? No. Yeah. Brock Kevin Owens for the title. It's it's a great match. I'm not saying it's a great match, but it's not bigger than Brock Goldberg. Come on. Brock for the title at Mania would be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what. This is Brock Goldberg, which one you could make for the title if you wanted it that way. Okay, I got another one that I know would be better. Brock Shinsuke for the title. It would be huge. You think that's bigger mainstream than Brock Bill Goldberg? I think there's more people in Asia than there is in America, so yes. I think That's actually a really valid point. (laughs) But six things there. I think there's a lot of people in Asia that like Bill Goldberg, too. I think he is such a name brand person that there are people all over the world that will tune in because Bill Goldberg's involved. That is factual. So I, I, I think you're right that it would be incredible and awesome and phenomenal and God bless that it could ever happen, but I still don't think you're telling me that it's just bigger than Brock uh, Gold. Brock Goldberg is is a it's not a once in a lifetime because it's already happened, but it's a it's a dream matchup. It's a once in a lifetime when they actually care about it. Right, correct. When they're, when the guys actually try a little bit, we hope. We hope they try. <sighs> Alright, anything else related to uh, NXT or WWE programming? Um, just that you fell for one of the dumbest <laughs> pranks ever last week nothing, like an that's, idiot. There's nothing to do with <laughs> WWE or NXT programming. I know, I just wanted to bring up that you are so dumb for falling for that. And, uh, Aries? The team Aries partner? Awesome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Glenn. You didn't. Fuck know you it. guys. It was, it was it was announced like right before the Mickey James thing was. I don't know how you missed this. I don't know, man, but I hate you. I know that much. Oh, I just remembered. I just remembered the actual best thing that happened on NXT that Aaron didn't see because he didn't see. Yeah, ruin that. Last for I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm putting my hands over my ears. Tell it. Okay, so Patrick Clark and his new gimmick came out uh, to interrupt. Tanner of Shinsuke's uh, oh. he was giving. Oh, and Shinsuke ended up beating his ass. But well, yeah, Patrick Clark's gimmick is everything. It's good. It, it's it's pretty true. I did. I, I I will say I enjoyed the Donald Trump supporter uh, gimmick, but uh, yeah. Yell when I can come back. You're good. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, when we come back in, hot takes. Hot takes. Let's do hot takes. That's next. Uh, I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Hi, I'm Marietta English, president of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school-related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas, goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, we will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Suite A. Our temporary location. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you.
Don't miss Jim McKay, Maryland Million Day on Saturday, October 22nd at Laurel Park. Come with friends and family to Maryland's Day at the Races, a celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First race is 12:15 with 11 exciting races, great entertainment on the track, and a collector's cap, too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 22nd. Maryland Million Day. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. Pressbox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi, Ken Zalas here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football. The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here, third and final segment. It is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis, Washington Redskins defensive lineman. Um, alright, so I think at this point, we assume that we are going to be guestless again this week. And we apologize. It's not our intent to, to like permanently be without guests. It's just a, at some point, AJ, there's gotta be something. This is the first time we haven't had a guest in a while, though. We didn't have a guest last week. Well, I meant these two weeks. Well, yes. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, but we didn't want to go two weeks. We, we, we yes. wanted to have somebody. That, for this a night. time we, to, to pull back the curtain, we did have someone lined up, um, for various reasons it fell through, that, but. Literally, yeah. it involves con- communication on three different continents. Like, that's what's happening right now. We're trying to talk yeah. to somebody who is going to be waking up early in the morning from where he is, talk to us late at night. And the intermediary is asleep. So it just didn't work out. And it would have been great, and I was looking forward to it. And maybe we'll uh, get him on uh, next week or the week after. Yeah, hope, hopefully so. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working our best. It's just we want AJ to be a part of the show because he's the main event, and he's got a football schedule, and so we just kind of have to work around that, and that's the way that it goes. All right, so instead, we have not done this segment in a while. This was the brainchild of the main event, AJ Francis, once upon a time. He said... We should we should have some hot takes. We should throw out a hot take, and we should uh, go roll with that. And so we created Hot Tags. That's the name of the segment, in which we all get a certain amount of time until we are done to share our opinions on something, while the others simply must just sit back and say nothing until it's over. One person gets the stage, gets the uh, the podium, the soapbox, and they get to use it however they want to use it. Uh, AJ, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I would like for you to go first, because it was your idea that you do it this week, so I want to hear what you have to say. All right, very good. So, I will begin, 
And I will start by saying I, uh, we've already handled the James Ellsworth conversation, and I have changed my mind. I'm all in on James Ellsworth. But I do want to bring something up about this past week on SmackDown. Um, real quick, and I, normally we don't let other people be involved, but I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you guys remember seeing American Alpha on SmackDown this week? I do not. Yeah. Do you guys remember seeing the Usos on SmackDown this week? Nope. Have American Alpha and the Usos been pretty good of late? Yes, they've been decent. Yeah. yeah, they've been really good. I cannot fathom. I I really cannot fathom. And this is to take nothing away from Zack Ryder and and Rhino and it was fun and the whole deal. I am more and more pissed off that they didn't do the right thing and have Ryder and Rhino drop the belts at no mercy. It was the correct thing to do. And instead, the feud that exists, the one that works, has disappeared from television. The Usos, who are great in their new characters, and American Alpha, who are just great. Like, period. Just great. Are not on television. But instead, you have force-fed the tag team champs, who remain... Uh, these two guys, and I, I think I said Zack Ryder when I met Heath Slater earlier, and I apologize. You know what I meant. Heath Slater and Rhino. You have That would be great if them. Zack Ryder was a tag champ, though, would because that no would problem. mean Mojo would be as well. Correct. I would have no problem with that. But you know what I meant, and I apologize for those of you that are screaming at your uh, podcast. Um, you have force-fed Heath Slater and Rhino to continuously be involved now in what was otherwise one of your better feuds that didn't need Heath Slater and Rhino's involvement in any way. Heath Slater and Rhino were fun, but much like I said about James Ellsworth, you gotta let fun end at some point, and then you gotta get back to the guys that we're tuning in every week to see. And right now, some of the guys that we were tuning in every week to see were the Usos and American Alpha. This is so critical at a time where the product has been so good. Don't fuck with it. You got a good product. Deliver it. Do good storytelling. Put the guys on TV that we enjoy. American Alpha and the Usos were great. We did enjoy. We absolutely enjoyed the fun that came with the character, you know, combination of Heath Slater and Rhino. But it ran its course. It had its moment. The moment was Heath Slater winning. We're not getting anything else out of it now. There's, we don't need a blow-off. Frankly, we don't really want those two guys to have a blow-off. There's nothing good that comes out of that. We're not that interested in either one of them to begin with. They don't need more TV time. But the Usos need more TV time. American Alpha needs as much TV time as you can give them. And what I worry is much like what's happened with other young performers that are great is that you bring them up and you don't really have a purpose for them and you screw around with them because you're doing these other silly things, i.e. Baron Corbin, i.e. Apollo Crews, who are great and yet who haven't gotten enough of an opportunity since you brought them up to main TV. You have to put these guys on TV. You have to continue the storylines that work. And you absolutely should have had these two dudes, who, again, we like. I, I got no problem with them, but it ran its course with Heath Slater and Rhino. They needed to drop the belt. You screwed it up. And now, because of it, these other guys that are really good are not on television. That is my hot tag. I mean, usually I... This is the part where I say you're an idiot, but I agree with you. Mmm. <laughs> well, somebody check the weather now. Whoa. 
Um, I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're pretty much right there. I mean, I, the Usos were my, my favorite team for a long time. You were, you were going on on Twitter last week as you were watching SmackDown about how great the Usos I, were. I mean, the, the Spirit Squad were on TV this week, and the I, I Usos have, and the... Okay, understand, I have no beef with them bringing back the Spirit Squad, yes, right? right. I think it's I think it's fine to be part of that story that you're telling with Dolph Ziggler and The Miz to have the Spirit Squad be around. But they can't have TV time in place of four of the guys that have been performing the absolute best on your TV show in the last couple of months. These these guys are great. And by the way, you already got screwed with an injury as you were trying to push American Alpha the first time. How are you going to lose more time with American Alpha who are fucking phenomenal? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, this is... It's hard for me to. This isn't a hot take. This is this seems I, like a correct take here. This isn't a Stephen A. Smith t- take here. You went out of your way to say we needed to do hot takes, and then you provided a cold take. Wait a second. Well, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa! I was hot in delivering it, and neither one of you guys have brought it up. So somebody had to bring it up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. All right. I came. I came correct with my hot take, which is, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing leaving those two tag teams off of television so that you could continue to have Rhino and Heath Slater as your champions? With no offense to Rhino and Heath Slater, and that was fun, but it was fun, and it ended. And it needed to end. That's the way it works. Let us have our fun, and then go back to doing the wrestling show after that. That's the worry that I have with James Ellsworth, right? Like, we're having fun with it, but then move on from there. Um, And they haven't done that with tag teams, and so instead... You had four guys missing from TV. All right, there you go. So we all agree. That's weird. Um, all right, AJ, are you next? Yes, I am. And right. um, my hot take is that I believe with the performers, the in-ring performers we have in NXT and SmackDown and Raw, I think this is the greatest time to be a wrestling fan in the history of wrestling. Huh. I, don't, I don't think that this era is more entertaining than the Attitude Era was. Right. And I don't think it is more entertaining, maybe. Well, I personally think it is more entertaining than the early 90s, late 80s era. And I think it's more entertaining than every era before the 80s. Um, but I do believe that the in-ring product that we receive on a week-to-week basis is the best that we ever have and probably ever will see for as long as they are able to keep this momentum going with how they've used NXT and how Triple H has brought in wrestlers that are the best in the world from around the world that would have never got these opportunities otherwise into WWE. And now we can talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And we can talk about them in the same light as guys that are like Roman Reigns and Rusev, these homegrown products. Well, Rusev, not really, not technically all the way home, but at the same time, uh, you have this mixing of what WWE wants in a performer and what fans want in a performer and being able to intertwine them as well as add uh, complexities to the storylines between this guy's from around the world. He's traveled all over the world. And this guy's just a guy that came up in our system. It is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. And God damn it, God bless the WWE Network. Okay. If you think mine wasn't on. Yeah, that, that is a very, very. Wait, you just came no. Really? 
No one you would. No that? one would argue with it. Oh, you, you really think that? You really think that if I tweeted that right now, that yeah. ten thousand people is the, would that this talk is the greatest in-ring era in WWE history? I, I think the only argument you can make for is the SmackDown Six. Oh, I was gonna say the Monday and the Monday Night Wars. The, is the only yeah, one. exactly. No, the in-ring. You can't make a case that the in-ring uh, well, action. I, I, I think that what you're speaking to is bigger than that, right? Like you're not just saying well, in ring. Well, he said inter- he said he said the the Monday Night Wars were more entertaining. So I was kind yeah, of focusing yeah, the on- Monday Night Wars were more entertaining, but I'm still saying that this is still the greatest era. So what does that mean then? What what are you what are you qualifying greatest era as? I mean that if someone said that you could watch all the wrestling, but that's the point. That, that, so that it's there's no competition. This is the only time we've ever had that. You're not competing against anything. We've never had a time in, in the history of professional wrestling where there was a WWE network. No, that's not what I, that's not what I'm saying at all. He's saying it, he's saying you have to watch a month of a any so any month. So says from this point forward, you can only watch wrestling from a five year span in the history of wrestling. I would choose 2012, 2013 to the next two years. Okay. Now that might now that's that that's, that's a little bit more of a hot take, yeah. Yeah, that because that, was, that was literally my hot take. Well, you didn't say that. Now that you said it that way, it's a hot take. Um, it's a man. That's really good. That's really you're saying. Now I I, I got to say this though the the reason why you're going to be right is because you have you have more quantity. What you're saying is, I get more wrestling if I take these this span of five years. Oh, I think I just get better. Well, wrestling. okay. And I think I get the best product that they've ever put out. Dude, I saw a tag team match today between um, two people that I had no idea were a tag team. And they wrestled Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. Oh, God. God, God. Thanks a lot, you <laughs> And it was amazing. The match was incredible. I, I, of course it was. And as far as wrestling is concerned, if, if wrestling alone is what we're discussing, then I, I agree with Aaron that the only comparable would be the SmackDown 6. That's the only potential comparison that you can make. Um, if we're talking about... If it, well, I, I'm curious about this. If you take NXT out of this, do you still say the same thing, AJ? Yeah, I would because of who's um, – now, granted, I would need the best guys in NXT to come up right. if take NXT out. Because if there was no NXT, Shinsuke would already be up. Samoa Joe would already be up. You know what I'm saying? But if you just completely remove them, I wouldn't. I would not say that. Then I would go back to when The Rock and Stone Cold were running around. Mm. You know, it's 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 a compelling argument, and it actually thank thank you for cleaning it up. It really is a hot take now. I mean, it's what I said. I I I would need more time to think. Like if you said you got to pick a five year span, I still think I would lean back to the Attitude Era just because everything felt so big and so important. But you know, it was also a different world. There wasn't there weren't spoilers on the internet right like there weren't um that you had to watch everything live there was no choice if you didn't watch it live you weren't seeing it um it was just the feel was different then than it is now like now i i never watch wrestling live like unless it's wrestlemania or SummerSlam or something like that or i just happen to be in a situation where i can 
And that's part of the reason why it is a golden era is because I have that option, right? Like, I don't have to watch it live. I can allow it to fit into my life as a wrestling fan. But I, I, the feeling that I had then was that it was bigger. And I don't know that there's a way that I can measure that or that I can prove that I'm right or anything along those lines. But my gut is that I would choose those years just because of the, the way that it felt, how big it felt. Yeah. For, for me, and as someone who does, you know, sometimes I go to sleep watching a Raw from 1999 or 2000 or whatever because, you know, that's what I do. But, um... Well, you're a nerd. Well, yes, yes. What a loser. That's absolutely correct. I have no problem with saying that. I am a wrestling nerd, and I am proud of it. Um, I would say I would probably choose that, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, simply because if I'm going back and watching something, it's not necessarily for an exhibition match. I'm not looking for match after match after match. Like I said, the Ingram product here, I don't think... You know, you could make the argument for the SmackDown 6. I wouldn't make that argument. I would say this is the best era for in-ring wrestling. Um, the storylines, the characters were superior in that span, and that's one of the things I really watch for when I watch wrestling. And when I'm going back and watching a show, I want to be entertained with the storylines. And as great as the in-ring is now, the storylines, for the most part, do fall flat overall. So I would choose the Edge era, but I, I don't hate the argument either. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't think it's insane, and I think it qualifies as a hot take. Again, I think he did a, a good job of cleaning it up. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. All right. Um, Aaron. It's not funny to me that you're the person that said this, and your hot take was that the Usos should have won the tag team title, which we all picked. Well, we all did pick that, but the point is that nobody was talking about it, and so somebody had to come out and say it. I was just pointing out that your hot take was something that we all agreed on two weeks ago. Well, it was a little bit more than that. It was also that, I mean, you can't continue to leave them. I guess you're right that it's hard to disagree with it, but, all right, whatever. Fuck you. All right, you, you, you guys want a hot take? I'm going to give you a hot take here. Give me a hot take. We are going to look back at one of the most popular acts of this time period, The New Day, and this past year, and when we go back and look at it, I think we're going to look at it as possibly a net negative for WWE. I think that we are going to realize that right now, there's a little bit of a problem with WWE, and that's they don't know how to get the tag teams off of the New Day, and they don't know how to make other tag teams relevant. We talked earlier about the Dudleys. The reason that the Dudleys run failed was in large part because the New Day was too hot. If, if we saw a tag run with the Dudleys and we let them... They, they let them go 50-50, we would be remembering that run differently, but they couldn't because the New Day was so good. No one's denying that. New Day is great. New Day is wonderful. But we're starting to see it again here. The club. The club is a problem because the club, you still try to build as this wrecking ball team, this great team, but they lose over and over and over again, large part because of the New Day. We're seeing it a little bit, not quite yet, but I'm starting to see it a little bit, I think Enzo and Cass is not at the level that they were two months ago. Why? Because the New Day is in the picture, and with the New Day in the picture, they cast a shadow over everything else in that tag division. With the, the way they're using the New Day right now has suffocated the potential of having a truly great tag division. We saw, you know, look at the very beginning. The primetime players were hot then. The New Day comes in, and that fizzled really quickly. The New Day's great. I'm never going to complain that we have the New Day. But I wonder, when we look back at this tag division, if this could have been much, much more without the New Day in it. I don't think... I think that that was ludicrous. 
I told you it was a hot take. Told you it was a hot take. I get what you're trying to say, and what you're saying is correct in the fact that they can't get the belts off of the New Day because the New Day is so hot. And I don't think that ruins the tag division. I think what it actually did was I think the New Day saved the Bullet Club. And here's why I say that. The New Day, the Bullet Club was trying to be like the New Day, and they don't need to be like the New Day because they're not the New Day. I agree with you. And because of that, the New Day humbled them, made them go to this gimmick where we're not with fun and games, and now they're back to being who the Bullet Club really is. And guess what? They're going to get their mojo back just in time for the New Day to just have beaten Demolition's record. I I don't know that they, I mean, if if they lose, you know, they lost several times in a row to the New Day, they're probably going to lose to Enzo and Cass. If, If that happens too, where is the club? I mean, they like, also could beat Enzo and Cass. Then where's Enzo and Cass? Like, they, there is a uh, problem. Enzo and, Enzo and Cass would be the feud after the New Day try to get their belts back. I mean, how far down the line is that? Like, are, are we going that Enzo and Cass are going to be on the, the uh, roster for over a year before they get into the title picture for real? No, I think Enzo and Cass win the titles from the Bullet Club at WrestleMania. So you're you're going to build the club up back in time for, I guess, the Rumble? I, I guess, but it, I mean, that's true when they've gone the better part of three months now losing every, you know, every other week to the New Day or whoever they happen to be feuding with. Like, they didn't, their way, they did not lose to people other than the New Day. Didn't, well, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't they lose this week to... to no. Right? They lost a one-on-one match, Enzo and okay. with Big Ass versus uh, Carl Anderson. Okay. Are, is Carl Anderson supposed to win that match? I mean, if you're saying that they are an unstoppable wrecking ball, which they are saying on commentary, they're saying, oh, look at the they're, club, they're an unstoppable wrecking ball, and they're losing. They're the club is, not Carl Anderson himself. Okay, but... Just we, like AJ Styles would right now not win a match versus Braun Strowman. Well, that's a problem too. If you're saying Braun Strowman is bigger than the WWE champion, but well, I'm just saying they're character-wise and who, how they they build their characters. Uh, I mean, I'd say AJ Styles would win, but I, I mean, he wouldn't take a loss against Braun Strowman. He lost to James Ellsworth. <laughs> Fine, he lost to James Ellsworth. <laughs> you're right. I can't say that anymore, can I? <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awful. So, um. Look, you know how I feel about the New Day, which is that the, the the net loss is that you fucked up with the New Day and that you didn't do what you should have been doing, which is pushing three really great performers, and instead you just kept miring them here. And I do think in the process that it is hurt. I think Aaron is right that it is hurt the build of other tag teams. All that being said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree that it, that that has affected it. But I think after New Day gets his record, that right around the time for the Royal Rumble, that's the perfect opportunity to push them to somewhere else. Okay, but but was it so important for the New Day to get the record that it was oh. worth not? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Right. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that that was the plan all along. I just think that they couldn't find anybody worth taking the titles from the New Day by the time the New Day got to day three hundred. And at that point, they're like, well, shit, we might as well let them get the four something. Well, hang on. When did they get the They got the 300 over the summer, didn't they? I mean, they they had the club before. I mean, you could have made a case for having the Dudleys win back last fall. 
That would have been a case. And you could have made the case for the club winning at SummerSlam, but at the same time, first I with the PT with the primetime players, you could have made up a case of them losing to them. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that I I don't never once has when he Slater and Rhino defeated the Usos, I was like, why are they doing this? I've never once I've picked against the New Day to win, but I've never once seen them win and been like, well, I don't understand why you're doing that. Okay, I mean, I don't know that I disagree that it's it's been it hasn't been heinous, right? They haven't had a terrible decision making, but I just I really don't think that at any point you've been in a situation where it has accomplished so much or benefited them or benefited you or anything like I think that. It's been the New Day very much so. Really? Yeah, I think that the New Day. It's clear that the New Day is the best faction in WWE. I, I, well, I guess, like, they've just kind of been doing the same thing. And they, look, my argument was that it, there was, there was a time where the New Day was the hottest thing in the world, and then you release them right then and allow them, or even you keep them as the New Day, but then, like, let them try to accomplish things individually. It's, it's, it's running, it's the biggest thing going on in your company for a few months. Now, if you do it, I, I, what are you doing with it? Like, where are they going right now? If if you try to turn them into individual performers, I think Big E wins the Rumble. I think he does. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll make that bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll make the bet with you as well. I'd love to see Big E win the win the Rumble. By the way, I I'm a I love Big E. I think he's great, but I don't know, man. I I think I. I don't necessarily agree with Aaron that it's going to be a net loss because the New Day was still great. I mean, like, we're still going to look back on it fondly. There's going to be a time that we don't look back on the New Day and say that was wonderful. But, you know, have they have they impeded the process of other tag teams yet? That's certainly an argument that you can make, that they have impeded the process of other tag teams. Yeah, and, I agree with that. And I would also agree, or I would add in the point that I've made all along, which is, you let this go far longer than it should have, and in the process, what could have been the year of the New Day, the year of of Big E becoming a massive star, the year of doing the things that you should have been doing with them, you failed. And now, if you're going to try to do it, I just don't know that it's going to have the same um, value at this point. I just don't know that it's going to mean the same to fans if you try to pull it off in November, December, and, and do it going into next year. Because it, I mean, there really was a period. Well, of, remember last September we were talking about Xavier winning the U.S. title because he kept coming out and attacking Cena. Sure, that was thirteen you know, months ago at this point. Like all sorts of stuff. Like there was so many times. But I, again, I think you could have rolled with it through the beginning of this year. I think by the time you got past WrestleMania, you started to feel like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what is the point here? Like we, the, the New Day have proven everything they need to prove. They're, they're great. Let them go do things, and that's my frustration with them today. All right, that's hot tags, right? We good? That's, yeah, yeah, sure. That's the way it works. Is there anything that we have not discussed that we need to discuss before we get out of here? Yes, the fact that God really does exist because that's the only way that the New Day had day 420 of their title reign. <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Live in Denver, Colorado. Has anybody ever figured out what the relationship is between Bill Goldberg and the governor of Colorado? Uh, no. It was just sort of like a weird thing. Like, Bill Goldberg invited, By the, invited way, the How about, how about former, uh, jobbing out guest, uh, Adam Carriker getting the big, uh, fist bump from Goldberg at the show? Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. funny. 
That's funny. Who in the uh, Redskins locker room is a big wrestling fan? I don't think anyone. Really? Damn. Few of the trainers, but very few of the players. Uh, no, actually, um, two guys in the equipment staff are, but they're, that's just them. Uh, that's frustrating. Though <laughs> Kerrigan does do the uh, HBK taunt after every second. He got to do that a lot on uh, Sunday. He had two and a half, but he also also doesn't watch wrestling, so I kind of hate the fact that he's such a poser. Oh, damn. Wow. Now that's a hot take, take right that there. Can we can we tweet that? <laughs> think, I mean, I think the fact that he does a wrestling pose and he doesn't watch wrestling literally makes him a poser. I would really like to start heat between you and Ryan Kerrigan, but um, like considering he's also your teammate, that, I don't, that would I don't, be a bad. Though you do need to come into studio when he does uh, the weekly show with uh, B. Mitch and Doc and uh, Scott Jackson. Jump on, ask him a question at some point. I mean, I wouldn't have be opposed to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just make that happen. Just walk in one day, AJ. That's totally cool. People like it when you just walk in unannounced. Exactly. And do that, do that type of stuff. All right, let's get our uh, plugs in then. AJ, tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy, please. Yeah, Francis Sports Academy. We're on and cracking, man. Uh, we got some basketball seasons right around the corner, and um, the kids we've been training and gearing up for this winter run. You know how basketball is me, I used to always love right around this time because football was starting to wind down and basketball was around the corner and basketball was always my first love. So this is, you know, a good time to be an athlete, something neither one of you probably understands. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, if you do want some basketball training, we're still offering it, um, getting ready for the season. You can go to FrancisSportsAcademy.com uh, and check it out. Um, we're going to be kicking off football training as soon as the season's over. And um, just be on the lookout for us. You can follow us on Francis Sports Academy. I'm sorry. You can follow us at Francis underscore sports on Twitter and uh, Francis underscore sports on Instagram. And, you know, I'm just out here trying to do big things. Uh, you, you too, could have a child born in D.C. and play for the Washington Redskins. You, uh, you want to – when are you going to start working with my kid? Uh, I don't know if his genes are right. <laughs> What a dick. What a dick. All right. Um, by the way, also, as always, uh, BJ and Miggs, KSW in Seattle. Love them. 99. P.S. I also think, uh, just in going off of jeans, I think it's hilarious that Charlotte calls herself genetically superior as a blonde white woman. Yeah, it's pretty great. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I never thought funny. about that one. Yeah. Something, right? It's something. I thought that was just funny. I just thought I was thinking about that the other day. But continue to. We need, a, guy we need a guest picker for next week, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, do we throw? We should throw Ted Smith this bone out in Seattle. It worked with Migs. Why don't we let Ted Smith do it? Okay, sure. All right, Bring we'll make him. that. Uh, Aaron, Ted, listen to this. Uh, the math sucks. Continue. <laughs> Aaron, you are on Twitter. Uh, at the Aoster. The show is on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show under new management. Yeah, right. That's a fact. And so much. Yeah, I should ask AJ what our Twitter account is instead of asking you, I guess. Um, what's the, uh, what's the Gmail for the show? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Uh, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact schedule. I'm working for, a, on a couple different interviews with, uh, mainly I'm looking actually at, uh, some of the European wrestlers that have kind of started to take over America a bit. Uh, so I'm trying to get a couple interviews with them, but also, uh, this won't be out too soon, but I'm starting to work on an election day 
article for Rolling Stone. That'll be uh, lots of fun with all of the wrestlers who are doing various election gimmicks right now. So that'll be a fun article to read. All right. Very good. Like that wacky bit that Rhino's doing where he's, you know, like, that, that he's running for an office. Uh, that That's a pretty good gimmick right there. Yeah, it's a good bit. <laughs> It's a good bit. All right. Um, very good. That means that, oh, I, I'm on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for uh, AJ. Oh, no, I did that the wrong way. Sorry, let me try that one more time. For Aaron and for the main event, Vint, Vint. AJ, Fran- Francis of the Wa- Washington Redskins foot- football team, I'm Glenn Clark. Oh, God damn it! I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben chopping out. Chopping out.